I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Getting my dad to say, I love you. To say what? Say he loves it. Outrageous. That is nonsense. Welcome back to Getting My Dad to Say I Love You, the podcast where I interview people I adore about their parents and their family life and get them to help encourage my dad, John Martin, to say I love you. John Martin's here for the intro. How are you, John? I'm well. Yawning. Good evening. Oh, I'm not saying good evening. Hello. It's okay. Say whatever you want. Uh, Jenny Zagrino is my guest this week. Very funny comedian from America. Good friend of mine in America. She's very amusing. Okay. Do you like American comedy in general? Um, oh, God. I was brought up in the world of Danny Kay, so I'm so old it's not. A... Danny Kay is an American actor, singer, dancer, comedian, musician, philanthropist, and cook. That was a, I did not expect there to be a cook at the end of that. He used to do a show each week, which my dad and I used to watch. That was quite good. That segues nicely. It makes you think of happy times of you and your father. Yeah. We used to have a, a television from Robinson Rentals. No, rented a TV. Because TVs in those days used to go wrong a lot. Yeah. So lots of people used to rent them. And then when it did go wrong, a funny little man used to come out from Robinson Rentals. There weren't women TV engineers in those days, <laughs> if, you, if you're asking. <laughs> uh, a funny man used to come and fix it. There weren't women many things in those days, Dad. They no, weren't. no, no. When Mr. Robinson, he, he left all his money, set up a College in Cambridge, which is called, I think, Robinson College. There we go. What what more fitting a way to introduce my guest, Jenny Zagrino, than by talking a brief history of, of Robinson Rentals. I'll be guarantee you, Dad, it's the only time anyone's ever given this introduction to Jenny Zagrino. So I'm going to go chat to her. I'll be back in an hour. Sound good? Okay. Well, well, we'll wait till you come back. Hope she's not upset about Robinson Rentals. I'm sure she'll be Okay. <laughs> How are we, Jenny? Great. Did I tell you about the sketch I wrote about dads and sons? You didn't. I wrote a sketch that was a game show called Daddy, Do You Love Me? And it was just a bunch of men trying to get their dads to say they love them. <laughs> I didn't know. How did it go? Did you pitch it? I just like, I wrote it for a, a sketch class, then I put it to SNL and I did not get the job. But I That's think it's a great, a great sketch. That is, it's I a mean, great sketch. And then just them being like dad do you love me and the dad's like yep all right when's the game on <laughs> it's like you're basically describing my dad right now apart from he doesn't watch a game he watches antiques road show he's like yeah right, me and your dad get along we both have problems saying we love people and we love antiques road show <laughs> yeah it's true 
That's why you I and me get on. You're my American dad. Yeah. You're my American. It's like, you know, when someone dies, they think it's like in the, the dead relatives in a cat. I'm like, I moved to another country. My dad's in you. That sounded, <laughs> that sounded not how I wanted it to sound. I apologize to both you and my father for what I just said. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Good. I like this. This is cool. Normally what I start with is I ask the guests, but we've gone into a lovely little world here, but I like to ask, have both your parents, Jenny, said the phrase, I love you to you before? Yeah. My parents, my parents throw it pretty freely. But you don't throw it back. I throw it back to them. I think I throw it back a lot, but in like relationships, I definitely, uh, Either don't say it or say it and don't mean it. Wow. Because I'm like, well, I should be loving this person, Aww. right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I do know that feeling that like the obligation to not upset someone. So you think, oh, but, you've, but isn't that's worse though, surely? What, so do you, yeah. you say it and then later on when you and break there's up. there's a voice in my you, head that's like, you don't love them. Do they say it first and then you say it back or do you initiate? I initiate it, which is the weird thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the one that says it first. I do know sometimes but sometimes you're on a really nice day or you have a nice moment with someone you're like I love them and you're like no I think I just was <laughs> I just really enjoy water slides and we were on the one <laughs> um I'm seeing this this person and they at one point I was telling my I got Botox and they said I love your Botox and I like froze like a like a squirrel <laughs> really I was just like what and he's like wow. oh I, I, I love your Botox and I was like you really throwing that L word in there but very uh, casually. Why can't you set up? That's how, that's how scared you are of I love you. Someone, I was like, saying, oh, I no. love, someone says, I love your hair. You're like, get away from me, you freak. Yeah. <laughs> what do you much. want from me? <laughs> get away from me. It's too much. <laughs> oh, man, that's fine. Okay, I didn't realize because. I'm anxious. That- I'm like, I think my love style is what's called ambivalent avoidant. Mm-hmm. It's what not anxious mean? avoidant. Anxious of anxious is like you're very attached and avoidance like get away. And like ambivalent avoidant is like um I need you, but then the minute you give me what I want, I'm like, go away. Like it's a a fucked up version of my of my attachment style. It's not great. It's not, but you know, it's you and you are who you are. Are you working but I on know that? Where it comes from? <laughs> Way to bring it My back. Parents. Well, let's talk about them then, because obviously I wanted you on here. You're the only American guest in my first season of this. I've gone very oh, British, but that's great. I wanted you on it because obviously we're friends, and obviously you're my dad, but in a female yep. American form. Um, <laughs> but also because you you talk a the lot game about game on, your- Chris. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> How funny! How weird would that be if you just ripped your face yeah. off? I would do Hello, Christopher. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you, John. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, uh, wait, wait. Yeah, but you, in you, this, wait, in this no, scenario, keep, let's keep going. Let's keep wait, going. Has your dad killed me and crawled inside my skin? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My dad is actually a very sweet person. So, the, him, him killing you. If he killed you, he would not do it. And he's so messy as well. It'd be, there's no way he'd be able to hide that. There'd be like half your skin just like on his desk or something. There's no way he'd be able to do it. It'd be he, like Vincent be, D'Onofrio in, uh, in uh, Men in Black. That's a great reference. What was his character in that? 
He was the, the second Men in Black reference, by the way. Really? This, this series. Romesh <laughs> said that he, he cried at the end of uh, Men, Men in Black 3 because he was sad about his dad. But um, why, uh, what, who's Vincent, what did you say his name was? Vincent D'Onofrio. I think it's Vincent D'Onofrio. He played um, the farmer. Oh, who yeah. gets like, uh, remember, he gets like, uh, he puts his skin on. Yes. And it's like <laughs> rotting. Mate, I'm all for a retro movie reference, but I, I also hate it when I don't get it immediately and I feel like I've let the team down by not being yeah, on Yeah, it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay. I'm looking, like, I can't even believe that his name came into my head. Do you know what I mean? It's, I haven't said his name out loud in probably <laughs> seven years. That's <laughs> what this podcast does, mate. It brings up some repressed memories, you know, parents. Z-list movie actors. Is he in anything else you would have heard of? Oh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's in like tons of shit. Now I have to shit. look at who this fucking Vincent D'Onofrio Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, so basically he's like a farmer and then the alien comes and then he stuffs himself inside the guy. The guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, Vincent D'Onofrio. So basically my dad hasn't done that is what we've established. Yeah, your dad is not Vincent D'Onofrioing me. If my dad killed you, he would get caught within an hour just it would be he'd, he'd he'd walk out with blood on his shirt he just doesn't he doesn't he has food stains normally on his shirt it'd be funny if he has zagrino <laughs> zagrino dna all over his chin and his, <sighs> his collar oh what's a morbid image to start with i love it we love it but so your parents though you talk a lot about them on stage and uh, yeah, very very candidly mom. yeah well, it was it started off as my mother, and then now I'm getting more into my dad. I feel like my dad was kind of he was he was like the innocent one for a while, and now that um, now he's in your sights. After Trump got elected, it was like, well, Dad, you're next. How do they feel about you talking about them on stage? Have my they mom loves it. it. Uh, my mum's the same. My mum watched yeah. me do an hour Edinburgh preview once, sat in the front, did not laugh once, <laughs> apart from the three minutes of material I did about her and my dad. And then she like lost her shit laughing. I'm like, okay, now I see why I get my narcissistic need to be on stage from. It was so funny. She's like, yeah, I get this relates to me. I get it. I'm laughing. Yeah, she can relate to anything else, but she can relate to the stuff about her, your dad, <laughs> your, your dad and her. Yeah. So My your mom, mom loves it. Lo- she loves it. Mm-hmm. When she watches you, is she is she disappointed if there's not enough I mean, mother chat? I mean, she's like, she hasn't seen me in a while. And the jokes I have about them now are not. The, like before they were like cute. Like, oh, my mom is so silly. Look at this. Now it's like, <laughs> my parents are idiots. <laughs> not idiots, but my parents are politically um, fucked. Their politically... ideologies are bad politically on the side this is not your side and i imagine exactly some listeners might be on that side and guys you know you can i don't think they but, are i don't think they are. i don't, I don't think they know, your I listeners would be on that side <laughs> i'd be very surprised but you know people people read stuff on the internet and they often <laughs> believe it so and i need as many listeners as possible so obviously i wouldn't vote for that guy but if you do I don't hate you as long as you keep listening to the podcast. Give me a five star rating. <laughs> Such a sellout. Uh, so Let's that's reach for yeah. The stars. Reach for, so so yeah, they're politically opposed to you now, and you mentioned that. And then if she watched you now, do you think she'd be a bit upset? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I've made a conscious decision that the joke I do have about them and their journeys um, are not going to go on my album. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, it's, you know, it's You don't want to hurt if You don't want to hurt their I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't yeah. want them to like lose friends or jobs. Uh, yeah. I don't I want get- the FBI to go after them. I, there is. We will not go into detail on that, but there is a bit that's quite, uh, which is best done live about something mm-hmm. they have been. At. But a journey they took together. Yes, <laughs> a little journey they took together. So growing up, then with them, did you, did you kind of, who do you think from them kind of put the creativity into you? And the other thing that comes up a lot is there's. I always think you have to have a good work ethic to be a successful comedian and creator, which you are. So. From them, who who gave you the creativity? Who gave you the discipline to, and then the work ethic? Um, I don't think either of them gave me any of that. <laughs> you know what it was? Tell and me. I think I think that uh, I was the youngest. I didn't want to make the mistakes of my parents. Yes, necessarily. That, that, that or, comes or up quite. That comes up a lot. That comes up a lot. So, and also too, like I I feel like my ethic and drive come from mostly like my need to gain their approval. So basically, I feel like, okay, from my mother, I got this like work ethic of like, do it yourself. Um, Your mom's very industrious. She, she, she's very industrious. I, she flips houses, right? Yeah. And she like came to America at like 26 with like a seven-year-old. Um, You know, no, didn't know any English couple hundred bucks and like became a computer programmer and like started this whole life um how do you become a that feels like a thing that you need to have studied for just so in the long. 80s though it was different it was wild west with computer programming computers were just an abacus on a screen was that it, it was yeah like- pretty much they're just like <laughs> oh we need people <laughs> um, do you know how to use a mouse yep you're programming this computer <laughs> so i think i learned from her like this kind of drive and just getting the things you want and like getting it done and finding a way to get it done. Did she sort of just to uh, add to that, did she tell you growing up, like, were there like phrases about hard work or less, or was it just you watched like, um, I think it's some, some people, what? It was don't trust anybody. (laughs) I get that. I know that. Trust no one. You want something done, you have to do it yourself. Don't trust anybody. I got that from my dad. My dad used to do a lot of, do it yourself. Everyone's don't trust anyone. Yet he has trusted so many people and been like mugged <laughs> off in a business sense by them. But he I kept think your I, dad and my dad are similar in that way. Yeah, he would just be like he worked from well, he ran his own you know law firm. But then yeah. he would be like, don't trust anyone. And then I realized he says that. But then any task that he can't be asked to do, he'll leave to somebody else and they'll often massively take advantage because yeah. he's very good natured as well and he doesn't pay attention to detail, which is a bad combo. <laughs> so I like that though. Don't trust anybody. Don't That's... trust anybody. My, my mom has a very dirty sense of humor. Apparently, like, I we don't... What, give me some... Yeah, tell me how. Uh, she just tells me, like, all these dirty Russian jokes all the time that are poorly <laughs> translated. Can you, can you do one on here? That she is... told me this. She told me this one. I'm sure it's just a street joke, but she was like a doctor went into or a guy went into a doctor and was like, doctor, there's a ring of red around my penis. And the doctor gave him all this medication. 
and nothing worked. And he goes, there's this ring, this red ring around my penis. And the doctor gave him this cream and it worked. And the guy's like, what did you give me, doctor? It worked. And he was like, lipstick remover. Hey, I like that. I like that, especially because it comes from a mom. That's a great, mm-hmm. that's her humor. Okay. Oh yeah, so my she, mom's really dirty. She's very flirty too. My mom is super flirty. She's just like a flirty, dirty lady. And I, I think <laughs> I get that from her. I'm very flirty. You are quite flirty, actually. I'm, very fl- but, I'm a bit like a flirty, charming thing. Like, I, I think my think... mom was very, she's very pretty. And she was like pretty and short and dark hair and big eyes and was like beautiful. So I think she like was very good at like using her sexuality to get things that she wanted. Interesting. Versus she's like, still- I feel like I'm just much more like humor and charm and like, I'll make you feel good. <laughs> like you do. I mean, I make people feel good, so then they do things for me. <laughs> that's funny. That's 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 fair. Well, you know, if if people are going to keep doing stuff for you, be I rude to great. stop them. Oh, no, you're right though. You, when I, I remember when I first met you, it was at, at, at um, Bigfoot Lodge, and I met you. And you just one of those people like within about thirty seconds, I'm like, oh, cool, it's easy and fun conversation. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, you're you're very open. I think when you meet someone straight away. But I had seen I would seen you perform. I the first time I saw you perform, it was your owl bit at um, Nerd Melt. Oh yeah, yeah. When I was wearing a suit when I first moved. Here. I think you so just you just moved here. I just moved here. And I was wearing a suit because yeah. I was like, no one wears a suit at these gigs in LA. I was like, the reason why is it's really hot and it's a lot of effort, and everyone thinks you're an agent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, everyone's like. I want to get repped by this guy. And then you go, why is this Why is this guy from CAA doing material about owls? This, this new British rep, is he here to take us away? Yeah. Take us from LA to sunny old England? Yeah, yeah especially after Trump just got elected. Yeah, he's take <laughs> us to the promised land where currently you can't get any petrol because of Brexit. So yeah. uh, both are bad. Um, that's interesting. Your mum's, is your mum, is your mum, your mum and dad are divorced? That's correct. Yeah, since I was like three. Since you were three. Um, is she with someone else now? Oh, As in, does no. she flirt? Does she? So she's flirt, flirty. She's... She she got married one time. My my dad was her second marriage, and then she got briefly married to some guy. Briefly um, married when you were older. Yeah, when I was like yeah, when I was like in college. Wow. Okay. But she like dated. I remember her boyfriends. I didn't particularly like any of them. All right. All right. She goes for, it's so funny as I can see who my mom dates. And I'm like, oh, I kind of date that too. Of Interesting. Like, oh, isn't that tall, fun when you get older and you realize you are just doing. I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking my mom's type. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go that specific because that's not something I'm doing as far as I'm aware. Uh, or my dad, like we were like last night I was watching The Panic in Needle Park and uh, Al Pacino's in it. And I'm like, he looks like my dad. <laughs> That's really? why I'm so in love. Oh, man, I'm fucked up. It's fun that it's fun that you're aware of it, though. You're like I'm super aware. I also always look when I meet people and their spouses. I try to if I can see what their parents look like. I'm just like, how close are they fucking? Or you meet people who are dating or fucking someone who looks just like them, and that's a whole fucking weird. That's thing. I I agree. There's um, it's really someone I won't name has uh, is dating <laughs> a new person, and you're like, oh, you're just that person with long hair <laughs> and it, <laughs> I can't say it. You can't say it. It's much yeah. more fun when someone looks like their dog and that's like, ah, it's a bit of fun. But when you're like, Oh no, you're having sex with someone that is you. Who looks but that's just, just like you. 
Um, but you more go, you go for your mum's type. That's interesting. Yeah, she goes for like tall beards. They always, oh, yeah. almost all of them had beards. Dark hair. Um, very like a center of attention dudes. Dudes who like command a room and are like very sociable, you- very charming, very like, you know, everyone wants to talk to them. Everyone wants to be around them kind of thing, which is You're like t- very much my dad. Yeah, but you're. I feel I've weirdly met a couple of I've met a couple, or at least one of yeah, a couple of people you've dated, and they're more a bit more introverted. I think they're less center of attentiony, so you don't seem to want to go for that person. I've, so I've, I've turned this into me change. doing some budget therapy for you, right? Now. I've been trying to change my pattern because my I know my pattern's not healthy, right? right? It's like I would go after these guys who were very big and boisterous and like center of attention. And I liked it because I wanted that. Right. Because I wanted to feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm realizing, but then it would cause so many other problems. So I'm like, I do need someone who's going to be more supportive of me versus like me being the supportive like, oh, he just, he's just drunk. He hits people when he's drunk. No big deal. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> It's a yeah. fun hit. We'll put that on the cons list. <laughs> not yeah, on the, pro, the not first boyfriend con. Oh um, God! But yeah, but my, my dad is that. He's like, he's a he's a Leo. First of all, oh, you're a big he's, star sign person, aren't you? I am. So he's mm-hmm. a Leo. He is center of attention, storyteller, big exaggerator. Loves to tell a story. Like loves to tell a story. Loves to to lecture and not like in a bad way but like wants to teach you this thing that he just read in a book and like i know that type of man connect it with these big theories he's like always trying to find religion and god and he's like big brain thinking guy that doesn't feel like so here's an interesting thing that's what you remember that's your dad and you associate with that because i i was talking on one of these other one episodes and i was saying when i'm it's weird as a comedian, but when I'm telling a story within about 12 seconds, I think, what, what, this is bad. And I wish I, <laughs> I wish people weren't relying on me to make this entertaining right now. Yeah. But you, you don't seem like a huge holder of a court. You're very engaging charm, but you don't have that, that facet. I don't think where you just, because also a lot of that is someone, <laughs> a lot of these people will tell a very long story and be so confident and, and not read signals of people going like, this is, this is not this <laughs> is not in my boat but you don't really see you seem a bit more like you will choose your moment to i think on stage i'm good at holding court i think well, on stage yeah, of course I'm, I'm on good, stage is yeah. different it's like i'm a good it, storyteller on of stage course. i like, wasn't saying you're a bad storyteller don't don't, <laughs> don't 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 read between the lines there no of course on stage very different but you know that there's a different type of person like you said who's like i am gonna just just witter on with no, because on stage you're yeah. aware of an audience. And I think actually a lot of people, when they tell these big stories, are not always aware of the audience. Yeah, yeah. I think that in person, I, I'm i like painfully aware that I'm talking too much or that I'm taking up too much space in mm-hmm. the conversation. Like I start to feel really guilty that like, oh, I'm not, engage- I'm not asking enough questions. I'm not engaging enough. Like... <laughs> Then it takes me out of actually even listening to them because I'm so worried that I'm not listening enough. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, hundred, I agree. 
This is just what I mean. We relate. You, there's a British person. In, it's my dad. He's inside you. It's a British person. Yes. Who is a, inside <laughs> me. A tiny version of my dad is inside you. Because you're, yeah, you British people are always worried. Oh, God, is this, this is going to be awkward and I'm not doing the right thing. Um, and out here, uh, more often than not Americans, not always. Some are a bit less aware of that. But you yeah. uh, you have that inside you. Uh, and your mum, maybe, but your mum, is she, is she more... Underneath oh the God, flirtiness, talk forever and doesn't All right. shit. So you basically <laughs> saw those two, and you went, "I just want to not be those two. My so my mom also loves. She loves to talk. She loves conversation. She'll talk your ear off about nothing. But I also think that's just age. Do you know that's what I mean? There is a certain age of person where, where you just, they just go and go. <laughs> you get trapped in a. <laughs> Some, yeah, there's certain people who are like, oh God. And it's amazing yeah. how some people, you work, you're like, you're looking for exit routes in a conversation and they're just shutting doors left, right, and center. You're like, I, 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 oh, all yeah. right. Okay, I say I love you to my mom at the end of the phone at least four times before I actually get off the phone. <laughs> okay, I love you, mom. Okay, so later today I have oh. a handyman coming. Okay, mama, I gotta go. Okay, okay, but one more thing. I'm going to the auction site today and I have to, okay, mom, I love just, it's just over and over. That's and funny. My, my dad and I, weird, I mean, as he's gotten older and I think with political stuff, we don't connect like we used to. Like mm-hmm. I used to live with him and like, I was really very much a daddy's girl and like really liked living with him and, and like he was very open and, and, uh, you know, really smart, and he is really smart. He's a super smart dude. He's a lawyer, like your dad. <clears throat> he does, like, contract stuff, but he also, like, loves philosophy and just mm-hmm. reads and, like, wants to tell you all this cool stuff and da-da-da-da-da. But I think that since he's, like, has, you know, my little sister and politically, I think that he thinks that I'm going to challenge him all the time, and I'm always like, oh, he's going to say something that I'm going to have to challenge. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't let it slide. When you become a bit old, it's hard to just... Yeah, I know that. Sometimes my dad... My dad's very, very caring, open person, but sometimes he'll say some stuff and I'm just like, come on, come on, man. But he's pretty good at going, oh, right, have I got that wrong? Okay, fair enough. He's actually pretty good at that. (laughs) You can't can't say that anymore. Okay, Christopher, fine. Well, you can't say anything, but all right, fine, I understand. But he's not happy about it, but he will back down. I mean, you know this. He's inside your brain right now. He's inside your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, He's under your well, left armpit. I guess armpit. I stand corrected. <laughs> I, I, I am on correct. my face. Uh, well, uh, so then you, that's interesting, though, that you used to, when you, so you obviously your parents split when you were three. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't take the the the, uh, the most PhD lauded um, psychiatrist to, uh to add, to add that information in, into a mix and think that maybe as a stand-up, you, I know this is something that's come up a few times is my parents are still together and they love each other, but there was, mm-hmm. they are very tumultuous, lots of arguing growing up. And I, I realized that a lot of what we do is to make people have a good time. Um, yeah. Because when people are arguing when you're younger and you're hearing that, you're very powerless to fix it. And so I think a lot of this is we're trying to bring joy to people. But And, I, and related to that, this is kind of a long-winded thing. I've, I've been in the car when you speak to your family and different sides of the family, and you are kind of you're kind of the fixer. Is that wrong, or is that is that what I kind of you're trying to you are trying to help people in the family? Is I think that's a sweet thing you do. You, you kind of want to help think, everyone get on. 
I think I'm like, I would like to fix. I would, it's like, I would be the fixer if everyone listened to me. Okay. Okay. Like, so I have an older brother who's 14 years older than me. And for a while, he was like a dad figure, and now he's like a brother figure. But him and I are very, like, we're both the only liberals in the family. Interesting. We kind of, like, watch the rest of them and are just like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are they doing? Like, him and I kind of go and do our own thing. And, and like, we plan to go do stuff because we actually, like, the plans actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um. And the rest of the family were just kind of like, oh, all right. Well, okay. Mom's doing a Mom's doing a thing. Mom just bought, you know, 18 sofas from a website. Guess we have to figure out how to get them home, you know, <laughs> or like, oh, well, uh, we can't go see, you know, dad this month because uh, he's not vaccinated. Do you know what I mean? It's just like we used to fix and now everyone feels very beyond repair interesting that's hard though yeah and then it's well then i get mad and i get really i get angry i get mad i get like i notice my tone with my family change where i become very like cold and like kind of one word answers because i just like i think as far as like my family drama is like i've i very much have been hurt by them like I would, I would basically like. <clears throat> sorry, I'm like getting over a cold. I would basically like. Sounds sexy, just saying. So you know. I know. <laughs> me and Jenny are friends. I can say that. I've been sounding yeah, it's, I mean, it does. It's very raspy. Don't cancel it's, me for saying that. <laughs> sorry. How, wait, how clean do we have to be on the show? I mean, you're okay. You can say what you want. You just told okay. a joke about your mum. Your mum told you about a guy getting his. Oh, that's true. But that's like cute. His, yeah, well, yeah. I guess it could have. Like someone could just. Someone could have just kissed. Someone could have just kissed his dick. Just, mwah, just, just a little, little, mwah, 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 little, mwah. little peck on the helmet. <laughs> uh, a phrase I was not expecting to say. <laughs> peck on the little helmet. Peck on the helmet. <laughs> Sounds lovely in a British accent. Uh. Little peck on, little peck on the bell end. Um, but like, I'm very much like I will. Uh, give my trust and then they'll break it and then I have to pull mm. back and then I do it again and then I they I pull back because they're just you know I think something that I've been trying to work on in therapy is just like meeting people where they are and not and just letting no, go that no. they're never gonna change it's, and never... it's so hard especially as parents get older and, and mine have been a bit unwell in certain ways and some of it is brought on by their own lifestyle mm-hmm. choices and you just you just you, so many so many times you can try and try and th- the thing you gotta remember is people have to want to change stuff themselves but it is very frustrating yeah. it's hard it's hard when you want you don't want to change them because you want them to fit into your mo and you just want to help them be healthier or yeah in mind and body it's very frustrating there's no there's no real solution like you said you just have to let them that's hard yeah though, isn't it? like it's i can't hard. get my mom to drink water i can't do it <laughs> I can't get this bitch to drink that so Like not even like a, what does she drink? How does she stay alive? She drinks decaf coffee, right, all day. And I think that's it. I don't know what else this woman drinks. That's a funny drink to just constantly drink as well. Why? Because she can't do the caffeine, tea. tea, and someone. My friend actually, you've, this is my, you've made me remember a funny story. My friend told me um, her great grandparents live in Australia in Perth. Yeah. 
and the granddad was fainting a lot. And then they went, they were, like he's like hallucinating and fainting. They went to the doctor and they're like, how much water do you drink a day? And he goes, none. And this is in Australia where it's like a hundred and whatever. I don't know what the Fahrenheit is, but loads. Yeah. And apparently all him and this, his, the grandmother did was drink a cup of tea in the morning and one at 4 p.m. because they didn't <laughs> want to get up for a piss in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's all they drunk. That's insane. Christ. Decaf coffee is also weird because that's like not even, that's not even the fun of the, like, did she, did she, have to, she just, I don't, I don't know. Occasionally like a, a Coke, she'll drink like a Coke, no ice all the time. Coke, no ice. She won't she even have ice. Get, that's what she, cause that's too much water. It's too much water. She wants to get the full, as much Coke as she can. That's so funny. But like, it's so funny as I'm like, my, like she's obsessed with looking young. Right. Right. She, the, the whole reason I have Botox is because of her. Because this right. bitch has gotten into my brain, and now okay. I have it. She's now literally it looks in, great. right like near your brain. In. She's right near your brain. She is. That's and so I'm like, Mom, is. if you drink water, you'll look younger. I don't drink water, Shania. I don't do it. And every day is a conversation. <laughs> like, this is my mother. I've been. I've had an eating disorder. She knows all about it. She knows I went into eating disorder treatment. This whole thing with like my weight has always been a thing in, in like the family, like I, mm. where I finally was like, we don't talk about it. Just leave me alone. To this day, every day, she calls me and is like, Zhenya, guess how much I weigh today? Oh, wow. Every day? And so literally every day. And then she'll tell me her diet and what she didn't eat and how much she didn't drink. And Jenny, I only eat, I only eat one meal a day. And I'm like, just like pulling my hair out on the other line, being like, you're dying. You're going to die. Eat more food. This is how I do it, Jenya. Okay. This is my life. Okay. It is not about you. This is how I do it. But let, I lost two pounds <laughs> since yesterday. Oh. I look so good. <laughs> this is like Amazing. every day. Is that not from a... Obviously, that sounds horrific, but is that not coming from like a two things are in my head right now? Um, one is she's doesn't have a partner at the moment, so she just yeah. So her things, it's it's like what does she do? She's done a thing, and she wants she wants an excuse to talk to you. It's yeah. a half a thing, and the other thing is maybe she like you know if you've been struggling with that stuff, and I know Hans doesn't mind me saying, but she has struggled with that stuff as well. It's like. And, you know, her mother, it's difficult for mums to really understand. I think her way of, what she wants to say is like, I might be wrong, maybe she doesn't want to say this, but it's just certain parents of a certain generation, it's really hard to just be like, I love you and I just want you to be healthy and like be okay. But in her head, she's like, I'm going to tell you this and then maybe that will inspire you or maybe that's not even what's yeah. going in her head to, to like. Oh yeah, I mean, she'll, she used to make bets with me or like, <laughs> like, th like pay me to let her cook for me for a week so that what? she could have control of my food. Right, right. And just wow. like... But that's like, so yeah, her heart's in the right there's place. There's the dark but part just, of my mother. Well, it's not... I, I think it's like she's trying to help, but she doesn't know how to. So she's like coming from her background of yeah. of street street I jokes and betting. I just make you soup. You'll have soup every day. Just the cabbage soup. It's fine. You will look beautiful. I'm like, I don't. What did you expect is going to happen in a week? I'm just going to shit my brains out. That sounds. That and sounds then, like. What, I'm going to go eat. I'm going to go because I'm like an adult. I'll go buy food outside the house. <laughs> yeah, you don't put me on house arrest. That yeah. is prison. If you eat cabbage soup and you can't leave the house, 
that's, that's prison. prison. That's, that's prison. <laughs> but she's like, the funny thing too is like she, I'll be like, no, mom, you know, I, I spoke to my nutritionist. <laughs> that's what you're doing is bad. No, I met a woman on the beach today mm. and she told me to eat this way. And then she did it and she wound up in the hospital. What was she, she eating? Shit. <laughs> just, was she? just meat and dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the dark chocolate. What did I? What diet is that? Of course, oh, no so water. Like the, I'm just like, why? <laughs> what a diet. What diet I, you on? Uh, the meat and dark chocolate. The diet. meat and dark chocolate. And I'm like, mom, you were in the hospital because you couldn't poop. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know, I'm getting older. It's that's it's normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. And that's what bugs me too. Is like none of her doctors ever ask her like what she eats. Right. You know, if I was in the, if I was there, I'd be like, "This bitch ain't nothing but red meat for a month." You want to go? You want to go? Hey, yeah. Look, when your parents go to see doctors, you they really should bring a younger person because oh, you know God, they yes. they'll come back and they'll be like, they won't even tell you. The doctor could be like, "You've got a week to live," and they'll be like, "I'm fine. It's nothing to worry about." Ah, didn't want to worry. Didn't want to worry you. That's my favorite one. Parents <laughs> just didn't want to worry you. Dad, you oh, got no arms. Like, you got no arms. Oh, I didn't want to worry you. That's fine. I've got two legs still. She's very secret about her medical stuff. Like I've had to look through her mail to find out about her medical history. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know she had shit in her lungs. And she's just like, oh, I've always had it. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've always had like little polyps in your lungs and you've never told anybody? No, no, it's fine. She doesn't want to seem weak. That's the thing. It's it's that harder thing as they get older as well. They don't want to look fallible like do you feel like they feel vulnerable around you well the moment they've they've had health stuff no they've actually been quite good at admitting it recently but i think it's because i'm in another country so they um they don't mind showing it or my dad's much more tries to get on with it my mum's my mum is uh as having some some she she doesn't handle being ill very well as in Mm. um which is interesting because I I hate being ill. And here's the thing that I discovered on this: when I was younger, my mum was unwell a lot, had yeah. stuff going on, and she smoked and was just just often ill and didn't do stuff. So I've always done my best to just never be ill and and get on with it, which is more my dad's attitude, which is yeah. good. But I used to think that was the right way, but it isn't the right way. There's like a balance between the two. I've started to address a lot of the things I thought was my mum was doing wrong, and actually realised that was like me being a little boy and my dad being like my hero and all that and actually yeah. realizing that it's okay she isn't the one that was wrong she was just acting her way and there's, there's no right or wrong way i think when it comes to that yeah. come here son hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So what I was going to say, when you were closer to your dad, by the sounds of it, when you were younger, now you kind of moved a bit closer to your mum. Is that? No. Is that, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you move equally far from both. <laughs> no, I think so. It just bums me out. No. Okay. Okay. So mothers and daughters have complicated relationships. Mm-hmm. And then you add in, you know, the fact that I was fat and my my older sister wasn't, right? So, right. Um, and then growing up in the 80s in a very fat phobic society. So not only did I have the pressure of my mother and constantly like monitoring my body. So I like have a very, I'm very much about like, um, I don't like people touching my, I don't like my stuff, like like I, I have a thing about like nothing ever felt like mine. Yeah. Growing up. So like, I don't like people telling me what to do with my body. I don't like people telling me what to do with my stuff. I don't like people telling me what to do with the things that are mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just because I grew up for my mother, like nothing was mine. I had like no autonomy. She controlled my food. She controlled, you know, what I did. She controlled all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And so as I've gotten older, I think with her, I'm I'm so averse to it that I I'll like trigger like hair trigger fight with her about stuff. Interesting. If I feel okay. like any like anything's being encroached, like my power is being taken away by her in any way. And then with my dad, as we were super close, I lived with him, but as he's gotten older and more right wing and more religious i feel like he's kind of disappeared and i've not become his daughter but more i've become a symbol of like feminist liberalism right so i'm kind of an enemy in a way that's hard that's so hard to deal with that isn't it yeah like 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 my dad was very he was very like you know like i went to an art art high school he like paid for me to record an album like he was so supportive of me and like being this independent like he was he was the one who got me comedy classes when i was 15 you know like he was so supportive of me and my art and like what i wanted to do and then you know now he's so like the demise of of culture was when women went into the workforce you know what i mean like it's it's such a different 180 so it's just that he's not the dad i grew up with um, and I still love him uh, like crazy and we still laugh and have fun together, but there's just like always this feeling of like, well, there's a line I can't cross with him mm. anymore. Like there's a wall in our relationship. And with my mother, it's, it's different now. It's like, we're a little bit closer, but at anything could set us off to where we won't talk for a few days. Really? 
Yeah, yeah like the mother daughter thing is uh yeah, I know from my sister and from Hans it's like it's I've seen it first it's uh it's kind of verges on more like a sister depending well, on the mum it can it can it's very volatile. This is my this is my theory is that daughters are are always in competition with their mothers. Mhm. And are constantly being protected by their fathers, right? So you're you're either like in this fight competition with one parent and the other parent is like like monitoring you, you know, there's also like this like especially with young girls, like we have to cover ourselves because of men, you know what I mean? Like we're the temptress kind of vibe. And sons don't have that. Sons are the apple of their mother's eye. Right. They're just like yeah. loved and are being groomed by the father. Right. Right. So it's like a completely different. Yeah. Again, men have just got a sweet deal. You got such all... a sweet deal. It's like the best <laughs> it's, deal. It's so good to be a guy still. Yeah. And <laughs> but like... that is, no, it's, I'm joking, but that is kind of, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, it is, uh, yeah, it's, that's not fair. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, you know, it's like, I, I feel, I don't want I don't want people to come off and be like that. My parents are awful too. Like, I mean, everyone's just doing the best they can. Yeah. But, you know. I think that's, a, so that's an important point. And generally for the whole podcast series, we're all saying, we all say quirks of our parents or people. It's like, doesn't mean we dislike them. It just, everyone's flawed and it's just. Everyone's flawed and they're doing their best. And I'm lucky that my parents, uh, you know, weren't abusive it will super. I'll say super abusive. <laughs> they didn't know the trauma they were they were doing. <laughs> they well, didn't understand it. Everything that, that yeah, there's always going to be. You're right. There's 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 always people. There's always people worse off. But there's also like you're just telling your truth. It doesn't doesn't mean it. It's any less impactful. Yeah. Than how you were. Yeah. But you, I guess. so you get. <laughs> it's okay this is the safe space to talk in in detail in any way you want without me going ah she's complaining about nothing um <laughs> you got loads of stuff you know you're just being honest which i think is this what we want on this podcast we want people to be honest yeah. and we want um so then that's an interesting thing you said about your dad you used to be so supportive and pay for your albums and stuff do you still because like you, you said right at the beginning of this you said that you you know what we do and you do it because you want sort of affirmation from them to a degree do you there's there's different gradients of that as well like you're doing it are you doing it because you want them to be like jenny's awesome or do you think you're doing it because you just want to be like uh not even like awesome like hey guys i'm i'm doing okay does that make sense like it, if like I've stand ever, up and stuff yeah i'm thinking they're more like on the work side because of you know linking it to work when i tell if i have something happen i'll tell my parents and I still kind of care what they think. I wish I didn't care at all what they think, but I do care. But I think I want them to know that I'm do I'm fine. It's I'm fine rather than like, they're going to be like, yes. I just want them to be like, guys, you did a good job. I'm okay. I'm making a living. Oh, I I'm want alive. them to brag about me. I want, I want my I really? parents to brag and be like, our daughter does, does this. And to an extent they do. I think, I think they probably don't express it. So both my parents, my mother wanted to be a dancer and actress in Russia, mm-hmm. um, but her dreams were squashed because apparently she was short. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. 
It was like she, it's a different thing. She ate thing. too much like, meat before the audition and couldn't do it. Couldn't do a shit and had to, <laughs> had to cancel. So like my mother was like a short. She's like five. She's has a lot of hangups about being short. Interesting. Okay. Right. So like she was dark haired, uh, five two, Jewish looking. Right in Russia where everyone's blonde, five nine. Right. Whatever. So. I think, I mean, her passport said Jewish, didn't say Russian. So I feel like she had her hangups about it, so she didn't go for it. Um, my dad also wanted to be, I think I think maybe you'll agree, all lawyers want to be actors to some extent. Yeah, they all want to entertain. And uh, my dad's main thing he used to like, he doesn't, he, he actually quit because he hated being a lawyer, but he liked going for big dinners and entertaining and all that yeah. stuff and that, that's yeah kind of so weather. my dad has also had that of like wanting to be an actor wanting to be like you know like a <laughs> i remember i did i had him read an audition for me like i was at home and i was like, I have an audition <laughs> he acted the shit out of that audition. Uh, i bet i bet and off I like, camera Jesus he's like maybe dad. he's like maybe they'll give me the part just from my voice yeah. off screen yeah <laughs> it was great um and same with my brother. My brother was an opera singer. My brother's also been very supportive of my career. Oh, that's he good. wanted to be an opera singer and like perform. So I come from this background of fa- of people who want to perform, but whatever the circumstances, it didn't happen for them. So I feel like I want to be the like I I did it. I'm I'm I succeeded. I that's a lot of pressure. No that's dream. so much. It's already hard doing this job with our own pressure, and then you you feel like you're. Bearing the torch for the Zagrinas. the dreams of my parents. They've passed on the golden microphone to Jenny. (laughs) I think they just want me. I think at the end of the day, they want me to be happy, but I also don't think they know how to separate what their form of happiness is versus my form of happiness. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a parents are always like, well, we just want you to be happy. But it's like, yeah, but if if happy to me is like living in a dumpster... Yeah. Like they want, then you yeah, have to I know be you okay mean, with that. Yeah. No, what they mean is they want you to it was the same as like I said this before like mum famous is like they want you to do certain things that they consider like you mm-hmm. could you could go I'm trying to think of something they don't have a If clue I was about. on America's Got Talent uh, exactly, Ooh. exactly. They'd be like your mum would be able to rights. brag to everyone, watch my daughter on network television. If you were like, Hey, I'm on this really cool in this really cool indie movie that's like on Apple Plus, she'd be like, how do I even, I don't know, maybe your mom's better at technology than mine, but like, I don't know how to watch that. You have to get it. I took my mom to the premiere of uh, the last movie I was in. Yes. Did she like it? And she- What was her comment? She loved it. She loved it. She was flirting with everybody. I bet. I bet she was. She brought a bag of cherries, just a bag of open cherries. <laughs> I love and it. And it was like, do you want cherries? And I'm like, mom, stop offering people cherries. And they were like, yeah. I mean, Everyone's I will say this: their hands cherries, the are, cherries are my favorite fruit. So, if your mum, <laughs> you would have been back, so charmed by I my mother. Been, I would have been like, Jenny, get out of wine. Let me. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> your mum brought a bag of cherries. Bag of cherries is the way to my heart. So it's like where the whole cast were all just like eating out of this bag of cherries. <laughs> That's funny. That's amazing. Yeah, That's so cute. She's fun. She had fun. Everyone took her cherries. Perfect night. Yeah, she like. Daughter was in a her... movie. Everyone ate my cherries. Just, just basically a ten out of ten evening. 
I took her to another festival in Las Vegas and like they had a professional makeup person. So like I was like, mom, do you want to get your makeup professionally done? Then we did a photo shoot. Like she loves it. She's like, this is the perks I've always wanted in my life. Oh, that's right. Crazy. And then I think she went on a date that night. Hello. Because her makeup was done. So she like went on J date and found a Jew. Wow. <laughs> I like the fact your mom's on the apps. That's cool. She's on the websites. Right, she doesn't understand still, the apps. The apps, yeah. Okay, that's still <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I don't think my my dad or mum, if they broke up, would have to, would be able to even actually do that. They just, I don't even want to think about what they do. Actually, it's kind of a bit of a bleak, <laughs> myself a bleak image of <laughs> my dad just being hammered in a gutter. Um, oh. He's fine. He's good. They're good. They're still together. They're still they're hanging on in there. Um, but in a lovely way. Uh, and I love you guys if you're listening. Uh, what was I going to say? But that's interesting. So your mum came very proud, very, very impressed. That's nice that she's impressed. Yeah. And now your dad, you feel like you can't really, like if you get, let's say tomorrow, yeah. you, let's say tomorrow you got a big win in a, I don't know. Let's say you got your own sitcom tomorrow. And you told him they'd be. He'd, oh, he'd be very happy for me. Okay. That's good. That's great. He'd be, he'd be really like, he's proud of me too. He just doesn't want to see my stand up ever again. <laughs> It's just like, I never need to see it. I know you're good at it. I love you, babe. Don't need to see it. That's fine. I think that's okay. He, he knows that you're going to mention him. It's fair. I, I talk about my vagina a lot. That's fine. More than I think a dad needs to know. That's a good point. I've never thought of that as a dad if your daughter's... That's an unfair thing as well. Like if I was talking about my dick on stage, which I don't do... Um because there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> oh, perfect. How do you joke about perfection? Impossible. Um, oh, God, I made myself sick in my mind with that joke. But you just say that's another unfair thing, because if I did that, my mum wouldn't, you're right, my mum wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. She'd just be like, ah, that's my, little, that's my son joking about his, his famously yeah. massive penis. No. <laughs> I've changed no, the podcast. It's the, called, the Highlands. Chris subliminally trying to get some good <laughs> PR about his wang out there. I uh, feel like uh, my mom likes, she likes to go to my stand-up shows. They're fun for her. She loves, the, like, she's obsessed with the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Oh, I'm like, on there all the time. I should get, get your mom to come and bring me some I cherries know. next time I'm on. I know. She probably would be very charming. That's I really want to like, meet. I want to meet your mum. I want. To, I want to feel your mum's flirtation directly. She's so, oh my, and she throws me under the bus. Oh my god, this oh, bitch. Oh no, that's. She, I don't like, like that. No. She flirts with my friends and then throws me under the bus. Like she'll be like, "Oh, Chris, you're very funny, not like my daughter." She no, I'm not. That vaginas. doesn't work on me. No, 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 no. That's 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 some that's some sneaky thirteen year old flirting. That's, you don't, that's we, my mom. All right. Well. <laughs> She's yeah, but then cherries. she'll whip out that bag of cherries yeah, and mean, be like, you're right, Jenny does um, suck. On a moral level, cherries. on a moral level, Mrs. Zed, I'm not into this, <laughs> but I'm very easily bought and you've got a bag of delicious red you cherries. A bag of, of uh, loose cherries, please. Loose, fingered by many people cherries <laughs> during a pandemic. Um Great. Okay. What was I going to say? So, um, what, what you've been very honest and I really appreciate That's why I, I, I knew you'd be great on this. Uh, been very oh, honest. About you. No. And I always loved chatting to you and hearing about your, the quirks of your family. 
what was I going to say uh, before we wrap it up, though? Actually, one other thing: have you have, they, have your parents got any phrases? They this has popped up a few times. Any phrases that they used to they used to just they say a lot that are like oh, their yeah. their mantras for life? Because I find uh, I find them very amusing. My so my dad <laughs> he gets frustrated very easily. Yeah, and uh, it, the, the way I say things like "God damn it" and "Jesus Christ" are the exact way that he says it. Wow, which is like when I made that connection, I was like, ah, fuck. His is like, I'm not going to scream it, but he'll just be like, God damn it. <laughs> and you Jesus do this- Christ. Yeah, that is how you say Jesus Christ. I've seen you do it. Yeah, and then my little sister, when she was like four, we'd be like, Olivia, do an impression of dad. And she would slam on the table and go, Jesus Christ. Oh, and it was, cute. and my, he was so mad about it. He was, he was mad. That's, that's not how I sound. Oh, that's so she thinks, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get angry at a four-year-old's impression of you. Very <laughs> so thin skins. Very thin skins. Just, God damn it. All the time. Um, what else does he say? He's just like. Um, does, he have uh, his, does he have any little dad's uh, like phrases he, he says that he, he thinks says are funny? That, all the time. Does your dad uh, do that? No, what's garbage tarjay. My oh, that's a very sweet dad. My dad is obsessed with calling the toilet the Welsh Embassy. He keeps calling it that, <laughs> and I think it's. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. I assume that's xenophobic about Welsh people in some in some sort. Not in like a you know it's some Englishy you know a light hearted British bashing thing between the British um, uh, Isles different nations. But I've never looked it up, but he'll say it all the time. Like, but he'll say it. And like, it's almost like every time he says it, he wants you to be like, ah, good one, dad. But I'm like, he goes, ah, yeah, well, Welsh embassy. Like he's just waiting for people to go, cool word, daddy. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah. I still don't know what it means. I have to look it up. Some, yeah, I'm sure some, someone, email, someone messaged me online and someone from Wales tell me why my dad is a horrible person. Yeah. So um, but that's I think that's my fun. mom doesn't really have anything. Her, hers is, uh, I ate nothing today. <laughs> today I have one meal. Jenya, uh-huh. I don't understand. I don't eat breakfast in the morning and I have lunch for coffee at night. I eat so much food. I don't understand. I'm like, mom, you're hungry. No, no. no, no that's, yeah. I'm not hungry. Your body is eating itself. I'm like, I'll be like, mom, I'm, I'm going to have breakfast. I don't need breakfast. I know, mom, you don't need breakfast, but I want it. No one in my family eats breakfast. That's a fun, that's a fun mum thing. I've known. Mums love <laughs> showing off about stuff that is yeah. just like insane. They're like, well, I don't need that. It's like, yeah, I yeah. don't need it. I don't need oh, it. Oh, you need sustenance in the morning? Pfft, I don't need I don't it. Mum, that's why she doesn't have water. Are people, what, you die if you don't have it for three days. I'm, I'm alive. Never had it in my life. Yeah. Never, I made I, it this I never far. drink water. You crazy? Water is <laughs> gross. Gross. Shoes. I don't need them. My, my feet are really, <laughs> really calcified. No one in my family needs it. I remember literally her being like, no one in my family's blood. I was like, mom, my blood sugar is really low in the morning. I need to eat. Not in my family. Oh, That's really? your dad's family. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Amazing. Amazing. Anything about like my body or like the way it looks, it's your dad. That's your dad's side of the family. No one in my family is like that. Except that I look exactly like my grandmother, who was also like a fat woman. I look right, right, right. Exactly like her. 
Oh, well, you, it's know, so funny. you know where that comes from. Your mum's got her own insecurities and she's just... Well, it comes... It, the thing, too, this is like when you like look at generational trauma. My grandmother used to lament how she wish she looked like she did during the war because she was so skinny. <laughs> God. Because she was dying because St. Petersburg was starved out yeah, by yeah, the Nazis. Rash, rations, yeah, there's no and they're supplies. Like, oh, no, my, my waist was so tiny. I mean, you ate people. You ate people. Everyone else is like in this like era of celebrating post-war life. And she's like, kind of miss being in a bunker, not having any <laughs> any supplies. Uh, oh, that's I sad. I miss being a size 32. Oh, my God. What a sad <laughs> reality of the way So uh, her trauma was put onto my mom, who's put it onto me. And so my it's going to stop with me, my kids. You're, I'm going to give them some other kind of weird trauma. Okay. I'm not going to give them body issues, but I'll give okay, them something good. fucked up. Yeah, well, you got to give them something. You can't I'll make give it them too something fucked up. I need someone to be fucked up. Otherwise, no one's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, though, you've been amazing. And uh, as I said, I always love hearing about family. Um, uh, if your parents could listen... And would listen to this? Would you anything you'd like to say to them? Um, I love my parents very much, and I know that they love me. I know that I'm the favorite, um, out of all of them. Uh, maybe no, I think Olivia is everyone's favorite because she's like the she's like a new hope. Yeah, <laughs> she's like a brand new start. It's potential. Um, and I know that they uh did the best they could and. Um, to my mother, you are a good mother. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be driving in the car and just silence. Nothing will prompt it. And she'll be like, I was a bad mom. Oh, <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> I was like, just no, like, mom, you were great. You I just quietly just turn on Sirius yeah. FM, XFM. Like, yeah. Um, so mom, you were a great mom. You are a great mom. You're still here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Dad, you're a great dad. Uh, you're a little ideologically silly, but that's fine. Um, and I wouldn't be where I am today if not for you guys and your love and support. And um, thank you oh. for fucking. Because here I am. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say thank you for fucking me up. But <laughs> no. thank you for fucking, which is actually nicer. Um, that was lovely. I think that's nice. I think I like this is what this is about. You can be honest and it's good for honesty to come out. But at the end of the day, still be grateful. I think they have enough awful things to say about me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they'd probably also be very warranted. Like, Jenny, you're a moody cunt. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. That's the spinoff series where I just interview parents for their chance to repost. I think. Actually, that'd be a really great. You interview the kid and then interview the parent. Yeah, obviously, in the per, obviously in person with your mom. So I get a sweet, sweet berries. You know, <laughs> I'll be like, "Mama, if you're gonna go," and I call her "Mama," which is very. I feel like people don't do that. It's very Spice Girls. It's very. It's Russian, so it's like it's "Mama." <laughs> so I'll be like, "Mama, please bring your bag of cherries with you." Mate. Does he like cherries? Mate, he loves cherries. I love, him I so love much. cherries. I've actually got a shirt with cherries on them. Jenny, is he Jewish? Like <laughs> <Do you really? laughs> she'd first ask if you're Jewish, and then she'd be like, "Are you sure you don't have any Jews in your family?" Some people have asked me if I am. I'm, I might be. I've never. I've never I checked. Mean, my I family. don't think so. Well, you don't think so. I don't think I am. Yeah. I'm just saying the question's been asked. 
<laughs> do without what you want. I'm not, I'm not digging any deeper into why that's been asked. Uh, and my dad would be like, oh, hey, Chris, so uh, Brexit, what, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, we what's go. it like over there? Boris is doing well, right? Fan yeah. of Boris. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, all right, final thing then. Okay. Uh, that's been lovely. My dad, I'm going to play him this. We're trying to get him to say I love you to me. I know he does. I'm not saying he doesn't. I just think he needs a little bit of help getting over that little bit of a generational. It's not the done thing. Doesn't like it being forced upon him. So I thought, what better way than forcing him by getting people to encourage him to anything you'd like to say to John Martin, just to encourage him to just break that barrier. Say, Look, John Martin, life's short. Just say you love him. All right. No one's forcing you to do it. You're doing it because you feel it in your heart. And once you get it out, it's going to feel so good. It's going to be like, you know, a blueberry pie on a Sunday afternoon. Warm. Just gooey. On a windowsill. (laughs) On a windowsill. And you can steal that love pie. (laughs) Go, John. Take that little pie off that windowsill. And give that pie to your son. And that pie says, I love you on the inside. My God. That's make this this podcast made me really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a week. Delicious fruit. Uh Jen, you've been amazing. Before you go, have you got anything you want to plug? Anything that people can uh, um, I think it's mainly British listeners. We have some Americans as well. But uh anything that you know, the good thing about the world now is it's online so they can that's find true. you. Um, my TikTok got banned, so I lost 70,000 followers. Why did I get banned? Uh, because, like, anti-maskers reported me for hate speech because I called them stupid. <laughs> it was either that or because I did a joke where I talked about having an OnlyFans. Oh, God. Yeah. TikTok. And they were like, this is a place for children. Screw TikTok. What's, what, well, what? I mean, that's a or bummer. do you want them- plug something else. Oh, so it's Jenny Zagrino comedy on TikTok now. So go follow me on that. Oh, right. Instagram okay, is Jenny Zagrino. Thanks, everybody. Go check her out, guys. Jenny's one of the best in the game. Love you. I love you. Even if your dad doesn't. Go, John. Give that pie to your son. And that pie says I love you on the inside. Dad. How does that feel? Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, it's very American blueberry pies. Mm. I don't think. Do we have blueberry pies in the UK? Not really. Have you, ever, have you ever had one? I think I've had one in America, but I haven't. I don't think I've had one over here. What type of pie would be more appealing to you in this sort of analogy? Blackberry and apple would be more sort of English, mm. really. So she's kind of screwed it up by getting. Well, no, really. Bog, I think blueberry's probably a good thing to have. I mean, okay. why why can't you have blueberry? It's a superfood. It's yeah, a superfood. It's probably totally good for you. Yeah, I don't know if in a pie crust it's as good for you, but. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's, well, that's one of the problems of all this food eating because often in celery there's lots of bits of naughtiness. That is the issue. So related to that, do you want to say I love you yet? I don't know. I think I'm thinking about uh, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to work around the blueberry pie with <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's really, that's really, you've really been bogged down in the pie more than the, the yeah. love. All right. So I'll see you next week then. Okay, all right. I love you, Dad. Yeah, that's a nod. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.